Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Memorial Day, everyone, and we hope it's a good one for Ole Miss baseball. It's indeed a good one. Jared Redding of Reps 247 is going to join us in a moment. He was at the Mike Bianco press conference from earlier today and had a chance to uh, catch up with Mike, and the Rebels are in the NCAA tournament, something I never thought I would be able to say on a uh, Monday afternoon where we're uh, so grateful for all the men and women who sacrificed for our freedom. And today, as we reflect on that, I think a lot of us are surprised that Ole Miss is in, is in the NCAA baseball tournament. D1 Baseball, Baseball America, not only didn't have Ole Miss in, they didn't have them in the first four in or first four out. And so the Rebels, 32-22, and 22, a record of 14-16 and 16 in the SEC. History does not support a lot of teams with 14 SEC wins getting in the tournament. Obviously, some notable teams left out, NC State. Uh, one of them, Alabama, did not get in from the SEC. But committee chair, and we talk about this with Jared, Mike Buddy, the athletic director at Army, pointed out the importance of series wins for Ole Miss. They include Auburn, Kentucky, Missouri, LSU, the midweek game over uh, USM, the ranked number 11 at that point. Also, I think it comes into play, too, the big win against Mississippi State and Pearl actually had Ole Miss split with the Bulldogs this year. Look, 
Kyle Peterson, Mike Rooney, two analysts on the ESPN2 during the broadcast today about when they announced the teams. They were surprised. We all were. The uh, the the Everything that has surrounded this baseball team, including head coach Mike Bianco, is he in, is he out? I think we've seen Coach Bianco kind of rise from the ashes after the, the, the terrible sweep against Alabama, being swept by the Alabama, and, of course, after the bad loss against Vanderbilt. We both thought that was the end for both this team this year and for Mike Bianco. But if we can criticize Mike Bianco, we can sure enough applaud the effort he, along with that coaching staff, of putting this team together and giving itself the chance at the Coral Gables Regional. It's got Canisius, Arizona, Miami, and, of course, Ole Miss. The Rebels will face Arizona on Friday night at 6 o'clock local time. And there's a lot of history there. You know, Jared uh, Redding of two reps, two seven pointed out in a, in a great tweet with the history of Arizona dating back just to last year, the history with Miami in the middle 2000s, all of that in resol- uh, revolving around super regional play. And, oh, by the way, you get out of that regional at Coral Gables, you're matched up against the Hattiesburg Regional that has both LSU and Southern Miss. Could not get any more interesting for Ole Miss. If the Rebels can get hot, if they can continue to pitch it well, get some good uh, good middle relief, if you can get some things kind of fall into place, this team that was really hot in the latter half of the year can really continue to, to, to move some needles if it can get hot in a really difficult regional down in Miami. You almost think that they're playing with house money. The absolute last team that was voted in by this committee. Can it be a team that gets to Omaha? Well, we'll be along for the ride right here with you, along with everyone over at Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports and Reps 247.com. Jared Redding, of course, handles uh, baseball for us at uh, Inside the Rebels and has done a phenomenal job. Got a lot of content up right now at Reps247.com. Got a couple of, uh, of subscriptions left, so we'd love for you to have one. It's a great message board community, and it's chock full of Ole Miss information. By the way, Friday Night Lights coming up this coming Friday. David Johnson, Chris Brooks, uh, and everybody will be on board to have you all of the content and all the recruiting that uh, Head Coach Lane Kiffin. There been a lot of recruits. I'm sorry, there have been a lot of commitments over the last couple of days. Be sure and check all that out at reps247.com. Here's Jared Redding. Let's break down that Coral Gables Regional. And Ole Miss is in the NCAA Baseball Tournament, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. 
Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. of Reps247.com, inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. And, Jared, we talked early this morning and last night via text, and everything we discussed was probably wrong because <laughs> the committee has put Ole Miss in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it just kind of seems surreal, and it, it didn't really set in that they were selected until we, until, you know, us, the media, went out to practice, went out to you know, practice and talking to a couple of players, you know, and Bieko himself right before practice, the fact that, you know, Ole Miss was literally uh, the last team in the field, uh, you know, part of the committee. And as it was kind of revealed once the bracket uh, was out, but uh, you know, and, and like we, we were talking about last night, you know, last night kind of seemed, you know, from, you know, an Ole Miss fan base perspective, a media perspective, uh, kind of from an outside perspective, almost like a kind of a funeral and kind of preparing for a funeral. The fact that, you know, Ole Miss went from number one in the country for three weeks early in the season to not even being in the tournament, missing for the fourth time in the Bianco era. But it just kind of just got flipped on its head. You know, of course, had a low 30s RPI, very similar situation. There's some similar circumstances to what it was five years ago when they didn't make it. But ultimately, you know, that late surge that they had in the year, sweeping LSU, sweeping Missouri, all basically paid off in the end because at that point they weren't even going to be in the tournament if we – uh, I talk about that, but it was crazy. Even with talking to the players, you know, they're talking about uh, just all the stuff they did during the week to not get distracted. You know, veteran players, you know, Tim Elko and Kevin Graham, who've, who've been on this stage before, but not really having to sit on the edge of their seats. You know, with uh, you know Kevin Graham trying to play video games, but more specifically baseball video games, uh, in his spare time when he's not practicing, just to keep his mind off of everything going on in college baseball. Uh, just uh, Tim Elko, Miss. Um, a lot of it was just basically talking about just you know just the the euphoria uh, of it all and just you know, what, knowing that you know once the euphoria ends, they got to get back to work because right away they're going to be facing an Arizona team that you know put them out of Omaha uh, or kept them from going to Omaha last year, if you recall. And so you know, job's not done yet for Ole Miss. Uh, they've earned 
you know, although it was kind of dark in the end, it was enough for the tournament committee to uh, just give them a chance, you know, in Omaha. And that's something that Ole Miss has only done since the Bianco era. So it's going to be interesting to see. And Ole Miss has got their backs. You know, it's going to be a tough road, uh, especially going down to Coral Gables facing, you know, Miami, Arizona, Caduceus College. And even on the other side, having to maybe Hattiesburg or, or excuse me, Southern Miss or LSU in Hattiesburg or in that regional just because, you know, that's just the way that it was formulated. So it's going to, it's going to, it's a very, very interesting pool to look at when you look at it on the surface. Ole Miss finished the regular season with the exception of one game of the SEC tournament, 32 and 22, 14 and 16 in the SEC. And Jared, I've seen this number. I don't know the answer to it. I would think it would be a lot less teams than more that have advanced to the NCAA tournament with 14 wins in the conference. Obviously, the the answer to the question is not as as important as your thoughts of how important it was for a team like Ole Miss to get in with 14 wins. It just doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't very often. And we talked about often throughout the season the magic numbers being 16. 16 teams getting it now. Granted, they did beat Mississippi State in the midweek matchup, but ultimately that does not count in the standings, and nor does it really help out much because because Mississippi State didn't even make Hoover, uh, for that matter. And so it kind of seemed like Vanderbilt was pre- in the SEC tournament first round was almost a de facto, you know, winning in type situation. Now, granted, they ran into an outstanding uh, left-handed pitcher who just silenced, you know, almost just. Throughout throughout the game, couldn't really get much going there, despite you know, having you know chances late, and uh, it, it, and you kind of see it in their eyes at the, at the end of that game. You know, I was there in Hoover when we were talking about it. Um, that it, it, you kind of see the look in their eyes of you know, it's yes, it's a loss, and all we can do is watch. You know, we can only control what we control. They believe that they were an NCAA tournament team. Uh, yeah, yes, they, they had some low points this year. They had games that even when they were playing well, didn't really go their way. And you and that was evidence once they kind of put it together and you know, once again swept back to back SEC series, took one on the road at Southern Miss, who's now uh hosting a regional. And although it, it was kind of a you know, in ended with a silent thud in Hoover, you know, a one and done exit, you know, I think you look at that, and I still don't really quite have an answer for you because, you know, this was kind of left out, especially when teams began to steal bids during conference tournament week, and Ole Miss, all they could do was watch. And it felt like it. I know you're you're referring to, I think there were five or six games that D1 Baseball and Baseball America all said that Ole Miss really need this, needs this to happen, and if this happens, they have a chance to get in. And the ironic part about that is, Jared, is, is none of those things happened in Ole Miss's favor. You know, anytime you think you've got this committee figured out, you just kind of scratch your head. And Mike Buddy, who served as the committee chair for the athletic director at Army, was on ESPN. He was with Kyle Peterson and Mike Rooney on the telecast. And he basically said the winning series wins that Ole Miss had really stood out. And also you refer back to that win against Southern Miss, against a ranked uh, – at that point, Southern Miss was number 11. And we now know that Southern Miss is, is hosting a regional. But Ole Miss had key series wins over Auburn, Kentucky, swept Missouri, obviously swept LSU. And I think that's what the committee really looked at, along with that RPI, really played a big factor. I think if you kind of peel the layers back a little bit, does Mike Bianco's name have something to do with it, being the, the, the coach for the USA baseball team? Does the name across the chest matter? I think there could be an argument to be made that, yes, it does matter. I mean, Ole Miss lost series against Tennessee. They were swept by Alabama. 
they lost to Carolina, obviously lost to A&M, but against A&M, against Arkansas, against Mississippi State, there could be an argument to be made that almost kind of flipped the switch against uh, against Mississippi State when it beat the Bulldogs in the midweek game following the loss of two games. Goes on the road, plays really well against Arkansas, and then kind of got some momentum going forward. You have to get hot in this thing, Jared, and you know that. Ole Miss is hot right now, for the lack of a better word, and if you can stay hot against a team like an Arizona, make some noise down there. My goodness, anything can happen in the NCAA tournament. It definitely, it definitely can, Brad. And uh, and, and, and like, and you were talking about you know the certain ways that they got there. Of course, you know Ole Miss was the number one team in the country going into that Auburn series, which opened up SEC play. Now, granted, it was not the Auburn at the time that Auburn ended up being. And if they're not, and they're host, and I believe Auburn's hosting a regional right. in my head, if I'm not right. mistaken. So they got a lot better as the year went on. In Kentucky, similar scenario. Kentucky's always had a lot of gritty, uh, very athletic players on their team. Uh, I don't think that they were really kind of in, you know, any pending way. Anyways, even when they played them uh, up there in Lexington, but you know, you saw them catch fire in the tournament. You know, they were the only team to take two of three in the SEC against a Tennessee team that was, you know, by all accounts almost seems unstoppable. And they still kind of seem unstoppable because they never trailed in the SEC tournament and so forth. Uh, in hindsight, you look at those and those are big. But at the same time, you know, it's hard to ignore just getting absolutely – getting a, almost a wedgie against Tennessee and, and Alabama in which that Alabama series kind of felt like it was rock bottom. Uh, for Ole Miss, you, you, you could even argue that, you know, almost getting run rule on their home turf against Southeast Missouri. Uh, but, yeah, you look at that in hindsight, and, and, I, and I agree with them, that at the end of the day, that's, you know, it doesn't matter what, what they look like then. It's about the team that they have become compared to what we saw in the past. And, you know, late in the season, you saw the LSU was going to be in hosting a position, and then Ole Miss, you know, did very, very well. Probably played their best ball of the season, I would, I would argue personally. Um, in that, even despite some tough circumstances to work with. Um, but yeah, with, with the committee, like you said, it's very, you know, how much, you know, ticky tack factors kind of whether you, whether it's a matter of do you look at, you know, the Mississippi State series where they lost two of three, you know, it would be against a team that missed the tournament, but, you know, almost had them on the ropes or just was right there with them later innings of the game losing same similar same scenario with Arkansas uh, a week later up there in Fayetteville um and some of these others but uh it, it, you know and it's a surprise and I know I don't know how many times I've said that already but um it, it, it's kind of of course the committee is not one person it's multiple people so you have a lot of minds working there at the same time and you and where does it kind of lie with you know one person thinks this and you know and multiple others think this or vice versa and how much kind of goes into it. And of course it's a pretty diverse committee, you know, as it is already, but you know, it was just enough to make Ole Miss that last team in. And and although they have kind of been a little bit rough as of late, I mean, they well at times against Texas A&M, despite losing two of three, uh, took one game from that, but ultimately lost that series. And then just running into a Vanderbilt team, uh, really good pitching and just a very rough, 10 p.m. first pitch. You know, I stayed up very, very late that night. Um, it was just enough. And it's kind of one of those things where, you know, Tim Elko said, you know, we don't care if we're a 64 seed. You know, if you give us a chance, we're going to do everything we can to make it happen. And Ole Miss is going to just try to do that going into Miami. A 
place that, you know, Ole Miss, you know, a team that Ole Miss has had some postseason history with, of course, you know, the 2000 and uh, 2006, 2008, lost in the postseason uh, both times there. Um, and I guess the Arizona team knocked them out last year. So it's going to be a tough road, but, you know, all you can do have is a chance, and Ole Miss has it. I did an interview uh, following the announcement with WJTV and Blake Levine, the sports team, and basically said that players like Tim Elko, Kevin Graham, and Justin Bench, those players came back, and they get an opportunity, uh, Jerry, to be honest with you, that no one, including me, gave them a prayer at getting in. I can't say this enough. You know, D1 Baseball does a phenomenal job along with uh, Baseball America, and no one even had Ole Miss in the last three out and anywhere close. So, uh for that opportunity, for this team to get in, I think says a lot. And we won't stay on this long, but I think it's important to note that my Bianco's future as head coach of Ole Miss, I don't think it lasts a long time, whether it be this year, whether it be three years down the road. But let's be honest, after the Alabama sweep and after that loss to Vanderbilt, my Bianco has got off the mat twice. Uh, he has responded twice we'll see how well he responds after that Vanderbilt loss but he responded meaning he and his team responded well after being swept by Alabama we'll see how they respond uh an interesting note here Keith Carter director of athletics has seven days following the final out of the last game to determine if Mike Bianco's contract is rolled over I don't think it's fair to talk about that right now because I think Mike Bianco has done wonders with this team you can say both he has done a great job of getting this team off the mat while also saying it feels like the end is near for Mike Bianco. I think both can be true. At the end of the day, what happens in uh, Coral Gables, if that even it transpires to what happens in Hattiesburg, a lot of that's going to go a long way as to what happens with Mike Bianco. Yeah, and it's just a matter of, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, Ole Miss could go two and done. When they when and they lose two in this regional, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're back at square one with talking about here we go again. You know what happens with Bianco? What happens with you know the players currently on the roster? Um, or you know you can just be you know the first sixty four seed in the history of college baseball uh, to be dogpiling a home plate to the Ameritrade. It, it just all depends on the future that nobody can determine. Although you can predict it, and many have, uh, myself included, D one baseball, Baseball America, you. Uh, other media outlets surrounding this Ole Miss beat. Um, but, you know, and it seems to kind of be a, a common trend in the past couple of years with this Ole Miss team. Uh, you look at, you know, Ole Miss, you know, prior to depends on what happens with this year, uh, may or may not happen. But 2021, 2019-18, uh, excluding the 2020 COVID shortened year, well, they won 40 straight, had three straight 40 win seasons during that window. Brought in some outstanding players, went to the Super Regionals twice in that span. Um, but if you look at, at some of the ways they kind of gotten there, with the exception, you could argue, of 2018 because that team was really loaded. Uh, 2019, Ole Miss was in a tournament conversation, but dead in the water when it comes to hosting a regional, which is something that Ole Miss has done quite a bit in their history. Um, tournament appearances. Uh, and then they caught fire at the right time in, in Hoover. Got that opportunity. 2021, uh, I mean, it was a little bit – in that in the area, but you saw a lot of pitchers just come out of nowhere and you know make a good run of the semifinals, and therefore got to get that regional again this year. Like uh, as far as just catch a fire, but at the same time on a, on a more deeper scale because it was in the regular season, and then Ole Miss was left dead in the water. Uh, I, I can remember uh, vividly uh, overhearing 
players kind of talking about it, you know, hell's while we're while the media was waiting on teams and all that, and just thinking, my goodness, you know, this could happen. Whether it be Ole Miss, you know, lose out, Miss Hoover, Bianco uh, gone, uh, you know, players leaving, you know, what happens with the state of this program, and all all kind of hitting you all at once. Uh, but it's just kind of a, it almost seems at times recent years that sometimes when you think Ole Miss is dead, they're just like a cockroach, you know, after a nuclear explosion, they don't die. And, but, but at the end of the day it is a business at the end of the day, you know, you're investing so much money in this baseball program. Um, you know, Ole Miss treat, has treated its baseball program like a football blue blood would treat their, would treat their football program. It's, it's a similar scenario with baseball. Um, you're in a very competitive conference. You're competitive with a rival who, despite flaming out this year, you know, has something that Ole Miss does not have in their trophy room. It's, it, it's, wow. Like, it, you know, it, it's a business at the end of the day. And despite all the euphoria, you know, coming out of today, just have a chance in there. It doesn't stop here. And, you know, Ole Miss, you know, is trying not to, you know, make it stop and kind of make it past Miami, make it past Hattiesburg and maybe make it out of TD Ameritrade with something. Who knows? But you I mean, almost got a long road ahead, and you know these guys got to be ready. Before we let you go today, Jared, and I know that my Bianco was a hard read, if you will. We have seen him become a little more emotional this year. Obviously, when the question was asked in regards to being away from his family down in Baton Rouge, it felt like there was some emotion that came from there. I know you're at the press conference today. Did you see any type of emotion? Maybe any sigh of relief. Uh, maybe any type of uptightness. Did you get any kind of gauge from my Bianco today during the press conference? I mean, it, it, it was 80%, 90% of it was just smiles. And that was kind of refreshing to see on the outside, considering, you know, a lot of the tough questions he's had to ask, you know, the, whether the questions, you know, be really good or, you know, be questions that anyone would ask or, you know, the way that he's, you know, responded to them. Uh, there, and I, I transcribed everything to kind of get visual representation, you know, just the way that he felt and all that. I'm trying to find it right now as we currently speak, but basically he was just like, you know, I've, you know, just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. He said, I've, it was really cool. We've done that 21 when asked about, excuse me, when asked about, you know, the team's excitement when selected, you know, he said it was really cool. We've done this 21 times, obviously, you know, Bianco being the head coach, 21 years, 18 of them, this will be the 18. Uh, that has gone in Ole Miss's favor. He said, "I've never seen them that ecstatic," um, which is which is pretty which is pretty you know crazy. You know, you look at a lot of these guys have been you know on this multiple years. A lot of veterans, a lot of uh, senior presence on this team. You know, even you know even when you look at you know the career on from now, it seems like you know Bianco has really uh, you know kind of enjoy the game a little bit. Uh, although you know, there's he has some really tough circumstances around him. You know, he, yeah, you know, he, he he'll still even when things are tough. You know, he'll he'll take some time to you know to crack some jokes. You know, to kind of put a smile on your face at the, at the end of the day, whether you're asking a media question or you know something's going on or whatnot. I asked him actually asked him uh, during the pressure today because you know they in they played down in Coral Gables 14 years ago, I believe it was uh, for. Regional or super regional, at the top of my head, I put it down a second ago. I was very young at the time. That's kind of where the 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 topic of this is. When I asked about, you know, the last time they played in Coral Gables, what do you recalls from that trip in two thousand eight? And he's basically like, well, you know, that was fourteen that was fourteen years ago. And he asked me how old I was. I'm 
very, very young compared to uh, a lot of people that's beat. So I was like, well, you know, I was born March 3rd, 1999. So, you know, maybe I was, you know, about nine or 10. So that was like, yeah, I'll, I was 40 and I also had hair back then. Uh, so <laughs> that just kind of, they got a good laugh from everybody uh, talking about Miami being a very one of the you know more traditional programs of college baseball, a beautiful part of the country, especially to watch a baseball game. You know, he had a son, Ben Bianco, play at Louisville, so he knows you know that you know, Miami's had some success in the ACC uh, over there. I asked about the you know what he told his wife, you know, when they went to commercial break and Ole Miss wasn't up there. He was just talking about why do we have to have commercials. Like, come on, you know, let's let's get on with this a little bit. And it was kind of reflected in his players as well. So, I mean, it was kind of a lot of things that, you know, you didn't really see too much uh, in the regular season kind of coming out today. But at the same time, it's up to them now to kind of keep that going. Yeah, I loved your tweet earlier. I thought it was so spot on. You talked about the history of this regional with Ole Miss in regards to its time against Miami. Uh, of course, Arizona, the team that Ole Miss – uh, they put Ole Miss out last year in the Super Regional. And then you've got the Canacious Golden Griffins. It's kind of the uh, the oddball team down in Coral Gables. But your tweet basically said, if Ole Miss can get out after beating those two teams it has history with, it's got teams like Southern Miss and possibly LSU waiting on the other end to get to Omaha. So fitting for an absolutely insane college baseball season. It, 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 it is. Uh, I, I tell you, I thought that it was going to be enough content to t- talk about what Ole Miss has in this regional with Miami and Arizona, uh, some familiar with, but there's some familiar ones on the other side. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Hasbro or excuse me, Southern Miss or LSU is guaranteed to get out of that regional because it is college baseball and you've got to play the games to make it happen. But, you know, Mike Bianco's alma mater. It's Mike is a place where Mike Bianco spent a lot of his life, you know, met his wife, Cammy there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, and, you know, went there with Skip Bertman for, you know, College World Series runs and LSU. And, of course, Ole Miss LSU, not much needs to be said there. Kind of a, a you know a subtle rivalry in other sports, a lot bigger in other sports. Um, LSU being one of the powers of college baseball and also an SEC team for that matter. And, and a Southern Miss team. Now, it's kind of – I would argue that it's kind of heresy uh, to talk about Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the in – the, uh, in the, in the circle of college baseball and leave Southern Miss out. Now Southern Miss has had so much success, you know, under Scott Barry is a very built, very, you know, established program, despite not having near enough resources to work with. Um, there, but there's some kind of, you know, some subtle animosity, you know, with the families, particularly, you know, a one-sided deal, especially, uh, I think some could argue with Southern Miss towards Ole Miss fans. Um, you know, Ole Miss and Southern Miss split one and one, the season one at Trustmark Park with Southern Miss took that one, and then the one during that stretch where Ole Miss really made a big postseason push. So it's kind of like a, you know, there's so many storylines you can kind of go with this one, um, and it's going to be really fun to kind of dive deep into these as the week goes on. And Jared has done a great job covering this Ole Miss baseball team all year. We didn't know that Jared would get to experience the postseason quite like this, but it's a good news. It's good news for Ole Miss baseball fans that Jared's got everything covered at reps247.com. A ton of content is already on the site. That's going to continue as this week continues as the Rebs get ready to face uh, an Arizona team that's really good down in Coral Gables. Ole Miss got its hands full, but Jared will be there with you along with everyone at Reps247. It's all hands on deck. 
The Rebels are in the postseason, and we'll have everything covered right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Jared, thanks very much for uh, for uh, uh, jumping on today. It's been really busy on this Memorial Day, but be sure to follow Jared. That's at Jared E. Redding, and, of course, everything over on Rebs247.com. Thank you for having me, Brad. Always happy to, anytime, anywhere. And thanks again to Jared Redding for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. A reminder, today's show brought to you in part by University Traditions, a great spot if you're looking for a hat. And not only is this a good laying down hat, it's a great hat because you can get your favorite state's colors. It doesn't matter if you're Ole Miss, Mississippi State, you're going to get that logo of the state of Mississippi in your team colors. The same thing goes for Alabama, Auburn. There's some great hats that just dropped from Tennessee. Be sure and follow. That's at UNIV Traditions on Twitter, and that's universitytraditions.biz. So go ahead. It's a great spot for Father's Day, too. Get your dad a great hat. And oh, by the way, grab one for yourself. And when you check out, use that promo code BRAD. That's B-R-A-D. Save you 10% today. Universitytraditions.biz. Your favorite hat, a great hat that lays down. And by the way, they've got the hats that have the mesh back. They've got the hats that have the, the rope going around the top. So if your dad likes that trucker-style hat, University Traditions has you covered. All the teams, all the hats you can imagine, and grab one for yourself. That's universitytraditions.biz, a proud sponsor right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Also a reminder, our show is always brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Remember, you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs. The finals are coming up. The Major League Baseball season is in full swing. Remember, fights, NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs. Just all there, right there in one spot, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. So today, it's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website and get your mobile device. Sign up today using the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Remember, Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks again for Jared Redding, once again for joining us from Inside the Rebels and Rebs247.com. He'll have everything for you covered in regards to this big uh, Coral Gables Regional. It's Ole Miss, it's Miami, it's Canisius, and Arizona. The Rebels will face Arizona at 6 o'clock. That'll be on ESPNU on television. Of course, the Ole Miss Radio Network will have full coverage with Voice of the Rebels' David Kellum and also Brad Henderson, who does a great job as color analyst on the network. They'll have full coverage, uh, like we said just a moment ago. 5.30, I think, will be when pregame begins, but it will be first pitch at 6 o'clock. That's on the Ole Miss Radio Network. You can also listen to that as part of the Varsity app, or if you have that official Ole Miss app, you can listen to live audio of DK and Hindu on the road down at Coral Gables. I bet they'll have a big time. So thanks very much for being part of the show. We'll be with you later in the week to let you know of any developments throughout the week. As it stands, Ole Miss has made the NCAA tournament, and I honestly cannot believe it. We thank you for being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network. If you have any questions for us, just shoot us a direct message on Twitter. I'm, of course, Brad Logan, at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Or you be sure and follow us on uh, Twitter as well. That's at Believe in Ole Miss. That's B-L-E-A-V in Ole Miss. Thanks very much. We look forward to seeing you down the road right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.